Isaiah 14 in the King James Bible tells a very interesting thing to me, and um, I'm going to go through it pretty much line upon line. I'm going to do it as fast as I can, though, uh, because it's uh, 32 verses, and I mostly just want to make fun of the devil. Uh, God says, For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, and will yet choose Israel, and set them in their own land. So God's not going to um, have mercy on the devil the way that the devil wants. He's going to God's going to have mercy on Jacob. That's uh, important. And God's not going to choose Lucifer. God's going to choose Israel. And he says here uh, that God says he will set them in their own land. So Israel is a, is a people. They're a chosen people. And so, you know, God said that uh, Israel is a promised land or the promised land and a chosen people. I mean, kind of said those things. So Lucifer probably heard those things or read them in the Bible. And then he went to God, probably Lucifer, and said, why don't you choose me instead of them? I mean, Lucifer just says some of the dumbest things you could ever imagine. And he's deceived a lot of the angels uh, in the heavens. And he's deceived a lot of the spirits in heaven. Lucifer has. The devil has done this. And the people shall take them and bring them into their place. So these men and women that have been captive, held captive by the devil, uh, you might say, how could the devil hold spirits of heaven captive? They believe that the devil has power. He told them lies. They were deceived. But maybe there'll be captives in the earth as well. And the people shall take those captives from Babylon and bring them to their place. Where? Israel. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids. Now, you might think to yourself, that makes no sense. Well, let's think of it a different way. In Babylon, they hope to capture men and women from Israel and then bring them back to Babylon and hold them captive. But when this happens, it'll be the opposite of what Lucifer wants. It's flip mode. Men and women in Israel will get men and women from Babylon and bring them into Israel and make them captive. Who? Wicked men and women or evil men and women. And you're like, how wicked? Well, you know, probably honestly, they might be men and women. They might repent of it someday. Think about it. If a righteous man thinks, you know, in Israel, they're really bad and we need to go capture them and make them prisoner. He might one day be a prisoner himself and realize, you know, that I thought the wrong thing then. They're not as bad as I thought. In fact, being a captive in Israel is probably better than being free in Babylon where there's a lot of really bad sin. And so these people might repent. So it's probably best for everyone. Everything God does is very good. And uh, here's what they'll do. In Israel, they shall take them captives, whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. So in Babylon, they hope to oppress Israel. They hope to take captives from Israel. It's, it's foot mode. So a lot of this stuff in the book of Isaiah, in this chapter 14, and the next, like, a number of chapters, are a bunch of flip mode things. See, Lucifer, he made a bunch of promises. And it's going to be flip mode. It's going to be the opposite of uh, what Lucifer said. And so what I'm going to do is make sure it goes flip mode. Yeah, flip mode's the greatest. You know, when I was a shorty, I was always told, if I ain't going to be part of the greatest, I got to be the greatest myself. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Lucifer, what? What a surprise. <laughs> and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. Now, this line's fucking hilarious, and I want to tell you what it means. When we talk about this line, it might have two meanings. 
First, Israel actually had sorrow and fear and hard bondage, and they actually were made to serve. Okay, and so God will give them rest. But here's the other meaning. God's also speaking to Lucifer. Now, Lucifer, he might have complained and whined. He complains a lot. He might have said, God, Lucifer calls him the Lord of hosts, I think. Something like that. The, ho the, the holy Lord of hosts, I think is what Lucifer calls him. He might have said, holy Lord of hosts, I've had so much sorrow. God's made it easy for Lucifer. So the rest Lucifer's going to get is burning in hell. It's flip mode. So Lucifer might have lied to a bunch of angels and said, oh, I've had such sorrow and such fear and such hard bondage. I was made to serve God. No, he wasn't. No one's ever made to serve God, ever. We can choose to serve God or not. We're all free. And if we choose not to serve God, we might be kind of lazy and worthless because when we serve God we do things that are right when God tells us to do something if he gives us a task actually or commands us it's always very good the first commandment is that we don't worship someone who isn't God and so is the second commandment the third commandment the angels call this the third law is that we remember the Sabbath to keep it holy what do we do on the Sabbath we eat food and we don't work and we rest and some other things uh, that sounds delightful <laughs> fuck it's not hard bondage. We're not forced to serve. And then what are the other commandments? We don't betray our husband if we're a wife. We don't betray our wife if we're a husband by committing adultery. We don't kill. We don't go murder people in the earth. I mean, these aren't hard bondage. So Lucifer wants to break all the laws, or at least a lot of them. So Lucifer might have complained, oh, such hard bondage, such sorrow. Here's, I was made to serve. No, he wasn't. Here's what he's going to get. He's going to get hellfire. Now he's going to have sorrow. Now he'll have fear. And he might even have hard bondage. And he might even be made to serve in hell. Which is right. Because he said it for 3,200 years probably. Each of these things. Over and over again. Hundreds of millions of times. To 100 million angels times 100 million more. So God's hilarious. A lot of us that hate the devil... If, once you find out the devil's a fucking whiny loser that acts like his life is hard but it was easy and now he's going to get a hard life you might think that's fucking hilarious and you might think that's justice and great because maybe the devil maybe you think the devil made your life hard and maybe you'll be one of those that actually get rest and the devil might have sorrow fear and hard bondage and he might be made to serve he says here that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say how hath the oppressor ceased the golden city ceased Lucifer wants to be the king of Babylon but he probably told spirits in heaven and angels but probably mostly spirits in heaven he probably called God the king of Babylon it's going to go flip mode the Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. Lucifer probably said he would break the staff of the Lord. Lucifer probably said he would break the staff of the Messiah. The iron rod of the Messiah. But God's going to break his staff if Lucifer ever has one. It's foot mode. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke. Lucifer probably told the angels and the spirits that God smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke. Where? No one ever saw it, but they might have believed the lie. God never did it. Who actually did it or will do it? Lucifer. 
hopes to smite the people in wrath with a continual stroke. He wants to tell them that God has done this, maybe from the beginning, maybe for thousands of years. He wants God's children to hate God. For what? Doing something we'd say is evil. Smiting the people in wrath with a continual stroke. Ruling the nations in anger. God never did this. But Lucifer hopes to do this. God never ruled the nations in anger. Most of you probably think, where is God? <laughs> I haven't seen him or heard him. Many of you might think, does God have wrath? He does. But he has, has he ever smote you in wrath with a continual stroke? <laughs> what? It's just weird shit that Lucifer probably made up. No one's ever seen God do this because God never has. Lucifer hopes to do it. It's, so it's going to go flip mode. I'll tell you in a moment what that means. He who did all this shit is persecuted and unhindereth. Lucifer probably said he'll persecute God. Lucifer will be persecuted. And none will be there to hinder the persecution. Lucifer might have said he would persecute God and none will be there to hinder him. It's flip mode. <laughs> Lucifer's going to get it. Lucifer might say that one day the whole earth will be at rest and be quiet and they'll break forth into singing praises of Lucifer. That will never happen. Here's what will happen. The whole earth will be at rest and will be quiet and break forth into singing. For joy, for many reasons. If Lucifer's in hell, there might be great joy among all of God's children that hate the devil and love God and love Jesus Christ. Lucifer probably said it would be the opposite, but God's telling us exactly what will happen before it happens. Great joy for God's children who have faith. Now, the next part gets a little bit tricky because the trees might be symbolic representations of men. Fir trees, cedars of Lebanon. Now, a mighty tree might represent a mighty man. An oak tree might be a man that's very strong. A cedar is a tree that's big and tall and strong. Some of you might think that's a giant man. But it might represent a warrior or a king, I guess. I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know who it represents. But I think it represents men as a symbolic representation. And the fir trees might be people that are gentle. Gentle people might be trusted to be gentle. Yet, what would Lucifer do? Cut them down and kill them. They're, he would cut them down. How do you cut down a man with a sword? How do you cut down a tree with an axe? Who would do it? An evil man would cut down a gentle woman or a child. They might be the fir trees. A strong man that goes to work and raises his family and loves his whole family with strength. A strong man, loved by his children and loved by his wife, might be a cedar. Who wants to cut them down? Lucifer. Once Lucifer's in hell, this might happen. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee. And the cedars of Lebanon sang, Since thou art laid down, Lucifer laid down, no feller has come up against us. And that might mean the sir trees are not laid down. The cedar trees, excuse me. And the fir trees, the strong men and the gentle people might not be laid down. And no feller might come up against us for a thousand years while Lucifer's in hell. Here God speaks about hell. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. He's talking to Lucifer. And it'll be really clear in verse 12. We're on verse 9. And I want to talk to you about what will happen. Uh, when Lucifer's cast into hell, he'll be bound in a great chain by an angel named Abaddon and cast into hell. And I think Abaddon's going to, Abaddon can aim perfectly. I think Abaddon's going to throw him as hard as he possibly can at the uh, Swiss Alps <laughs> and try to make Lucifer smack his fucking head into a giant rock at high speeds at like 5,000 miles an hour or something, 10,000 miles an hour or faster. 
Angels are real tough. It probably wouldn't kill before I might just injure him a little. But I think God wants, I think God's chosen that Lucifer will be in hell. So I don't think Abaddon would really be uh, disobeying God if he does this. And then I think uh, God's going to play catch the devil. <laughs> and Lucifer's going to land right in hell. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. What's his coming when he's cast down to hell by Abaddon? <laughs> so I think Abaddon's going to play smash Lucifer's face into a rock. <laughs> and I think God's going to play catch the devil with hell. Fucking hilarious. God's hilarious. Even in the Bible, there's some funny stories. A lot of funny stories. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Now, Lucifer, he actually, you're not going to believe this, but it's true. He told the angels in the heavens that Lucifer said that he won't, that he will make God burn. Lucifer said he would trick God into burning in Lucifer's place. Lucifer told the angels that Lucifer will sit on the throne of God and that God will burn in hell. And they believed it. Many of them hope it will be true. The angels have been deceived. It's a wicked thing. We might be very disappointed in the angels, but many of them will repent when they do what I say. They, need, they can overcome the devil by the word of their testimony, by the blood of their lamb, and by loving not their lives unto the death. So what'll happen is when dev the devil's in hell, these men and women in hell will speak to the devil. He'll be there a thousand years, so a lot of them will speak to him. And uh, this is gonna sound weird, but they might have thought that Lucifer could save them from hell. So when they did wicked things in the earth, they might have found out from God that they'll burn. This might surprise you, but a number of kings that have lived have known that they'll burn. Benjamin Netanyahu might know that he'll burn. And these men might think that Lucifer can save them from hell. But here's what's going to happen. It's hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. They're going to look at Lucifer and say, what the fuck? <laughs> but here's what God said. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Yes, Lucifer's always been weak. <laughs> Lucifer was never able to save anyone from hell. He can't save himself. So if you're a righteous man or a righteous woman, you, if you have faith, you might say, I can't save myself, but God can save all men from all things. Lucifer hoped to see those kings and appear strong. Maybe he hoped that those kings would see God and think that God is weak. So I'll tell you about God. God is the most holy, the most high, the most amazing. He's also the strongest, the most mighty, the most valiant, the most heroic, the most legendary. God is the most badass motherfucker ever to walk the face of the motherfucking universe. He has the most power. He's the best at everything. He's the best at war. He knows everything. He knows all things. He knows how to fight. God always has been strong and always will be strong. They won't call God weak. <laughs> so they'll say to Lucifer, it's opposite of what Lucifer said, art thou also become weak as we? <laughs> yes, quite weak. I might be there to tell them. Yes, he's always been weak. 
but I might fuck with him. I might say, yes, he's quite weak. <laughs> Let's look at him and estimate how weak he is. <laughs> when he's in everlasting chains and he can't escape, <laughs> he's fucking stuck in hell. And they're watching him, waiting for him to like save himself <laughs> for a thousand years. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so much at that dumb fuck Lucifer. Art thou become like unto us? What? <laughs> uh, not exactly. Lucifer will be bound in everlasting chains, but uh, the men and women in hell won't. They're just in hell. Lucifer's in hell, and he's in chains. <laughs> I don't know if Lucifer will even be able to talk when he's in hell. But um, why did I call him the dumb fuck? I talk to Lucifer a lot. I'm the Messiah, so... I talk to Lucifer every day. And Lucifer can't figure anything out. Lucifer thinks that God will burn in hell instead of him. He's fucking stupid. Lucifer thinks he can kill God. No, you can't. <laughs> Lucifer thinks he'll have glory someday. God has glory. He'll always have glory. He's always had glory. And God, all glory is God's. When we're talking about the glory of God. Yeah, when you, God can shoot forth his glory and what you might see is light. Revelation 21 is where you find that uh, near the bottom of the chapter. You'll find a number of verses about it. And um, Lucifer will never have the glory of God. In the book of Revelation, chapter 21, it reads uh, about a place where God will be called New Jerusalem. It's a giant fucking city. It's a more than a thousand miles tall and I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it and the city had no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God did lighten it and the Lamb is the light thereof and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it so the glory that a man can have is different and the glory that a man can give to God is different but when we talk about God's glory, we're talking about at least one thing that only God has. And he can give it to men, I mean, if he wants, I guess. But um, I'll read it to you again so you understand. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. For the glory of God did lighten it. For the glory of God did lighten it. So when God shoots forth his glory, what we might see is light. And when we consider the devil, who will never have the glory of God, um, we can uh, read again. They'll ask the devil these two questions. Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? <laughs> but Lucifer can't save you from hell. Here's what God says. Now this verse is going to be really clear. Thy pomp and thy vials. This is really important because many in the earth have wanted to know what this meant. And I never knew until God told me personally words that proceeded from the mouth of God. Lucifer has uh, an outfit he calls pomp. It looks like a kind of like a general outfit, like a green outfit, I guess. It's like that. Uh, but it has gold on it. And Lucifer calls it his pomp. So Lucifer wants to look a certain way because Lucifer, he, he thinks if he looks a certain way, that people will esteem him, respect him, admire him, 
he thinks they might give him honor and they might obey him and serve him. So he has this outfit called Pomp, and it's a fucking annoying outfit. He puts it on, hoping that men will be like, wow, Lucifer wears a gold outfit? He has power. It's a fucking outfit with metal on it. Just calm down, people. God made gold. Uh, the other thing is the his vial. I think a long time ago, Lucifer hoped to learn to play a musical instrument in order to uh, be likable. Maybe about 600 years ago or 500 years ago, maybe they men that played musical instruments were respected and admired because it was not common. I'm not sure. Maybe a man that played musical instruments often spoke to kings and princes. So maybe Lucifer thought if he played a musical instrument that he would uh, be liked and respected and admired. Maybe Lucifer thought he would be, uh, in the, um, be able to speak to kings more often or something. I don't know what he thought. Lucifer considers himself to be higher than kings. He knows he's not, but he wants to be like a high king. He's low. God's never made Lucifer a king. I think Lucifer's tried and never succeeded. So I think Lucifer knows he's lower than kings often. But also, a, a king, even in a wicked nation, even if he's a wicked king, he might still be the man. The man on the throne might still be the most worthy out of all men to be a king. And when kings come and go, it might just be that that, that first man, even though he was the most worthy... He did so many bad things that now he's no longer king. He's removed according to the mysteries of God. And then there's a new king, and then he does things that are really bad, and then there's a new king. I mean, honestly, these these men, even though they're evil and wicked, might be the most worthy. So if you ever think that you'd like to be a king someday, the first thing you want to do is have faith in God. He might make you a king just for that. I doubt it, but that's the first thing. And the second thing is you want to be worthy to be a king in every way that you know. In kingdoms, they expect the law to be fulfilled because they expect justice. So a king needs to know about justice and judgment. Also, he needs to know about injustice. If the poor are oppressed, the people will be angry. So he needs to make sure there's no oppression, there's no injustice. Yeah, so we need to fulfill the law. So if there's murderers and rapists, you know, they need to die. This is what the people just generally expect. And when they're in prison, the people are angry. Murderers need to die. Rapists need to die. Child molesters need to die. And uh, men that worship false gods need to die. Men that lie with men. A man that lieth with mankind as he lieth with womankind needs to die. And uh, the, the law needs to be fulfilled. People expect this. It's right. It's good. It's just. But also injustice. A king needs to consider these things. A king needs to be honorable, ideally at all times, but hopefully at least sometimes. Kings are not always honorable. Kings need to be righteous. We expect kings to be righteous. So if a man or a woman appears before a king and makes a request, we expect the king to speak at least gently, to be kind, at least to consider what he hears, not to be cruel and violent. Many might appear before a king with fear, knowing that the king is violent. And how fucked up is that shit? To be afraid to say to the king, I need help. Will you send someone to help? There's wicked men in the town that I live in and they keep killing people and stealing our food. They've taken our children as slaves. Help. And a cruel king might say no. He might have even been the one who sent those men to do it. <laughs> So God says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? We'll get to that in a moment. Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials. 
the worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee. So in hell, he'll have worms, I, I think. But also, he'll have a grave, but he won't be in it. Rather than being in a grave, which I think Lucifer would prefer, Lucifer will burn in hell. An empty grave for the devil. I think many who might say their lives were destroyed by the devil might enjoy this. And what will be in the grave? His pomp, <laughs> an outfit, <laughs> and his vials. They're like a violin, a musical instrument. I've heard him play it. It's a horrible scratching sound. He's fucking terrible. I laughed at him and said he's fucking awful. And he said, I need to improve. <laughs> he said it. <coughs> That's exactly what he said. He said, I need to improve. So every now and then when he talks, which when he says something, I mean, everything he says is stupid. I tell him, Lucifer, you need to improve. <laughs> I laugh at him so much. I think I laugh at him almost every day. It's true. So uh, he might even have worms there with his pomp and his vial. He'll almost certainly have worms in hell if I understand this verse correctly. But the vial is a musical instrument. He'll have vials apparently in this grave and an outfit. And so every now and then I might visit him when he's in hell. I won't burn, but I might just say hi. Lucifer, there's a grave and you're not in it. You're burning instead. And for Lucifer, this is an awful thought. I think Lucifer would rather die than burn. But... He did some bad things. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Now, Lucifer might have said that God would fall from heaven. Lucifer might have said that God will be cut down to the ground. Lucifer might have accused God of weakening the nations. It might be that evil and wicked nations had evil and wicked men removed. The nations weren't weakened, they were strengthened with the removal of evil and wicked men. But Lucifer is a false accuser and false accusations cannot stand in light of the truth. Who will fall from heaven? Well, God asks the question, how, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? <laughs> I think if God doesn't say it right away, I might, I might say, Lucifer, you were cast down <laughs> by Abaddon. <laughs> you didn't fall. You were tossed like a fucking football, like a javelin, head first into the Swiss Alps, <laughs> towards a rock. <laughs> and God played catch the devil. You didn't fall into hell, Lucifer. You didn't trip and fall into a hole. You were cast the fuck down by an angel mightier than you, who bound you in a great chain from which you cannot escape, a chain made by God. And I think I might ask him over and over again, Lucifer, how art thou fallen? <laughs> and I think over and over again, he might say, oh, I tripped on a stick and fell in. <laughs> Fuck that guy lies day and night. But he won't deceive me. I'll say, Lucifer, you were cast into hell by an angel mightier than you. And hell from beneath was moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. For many of you, you might say, why does God speak like that? It's for an important reason, and um, it makes sense. I think it will be clear to the devil when I say that. So God answers, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. So what does this mean? 
He wants to ascend into heaven. It probably just means he will exalt himself. He thinks others might exalt him. Lucifer might say that he will exalt his throne. He doesn't even have a throne. One day he might have one. He might, he might say this. Maybe he had a throne in the past. Maybe he just hopes to have a throne and thought to himself, I will exalt my throne. Now the stars of God is something important. The, the angels are called morning stars or sons of the morning. And Lucifer is an angel. So when we say um, Lucifer, son of the morning, it just, we might say this about uh, any of the angels that were made at that time. They're, they're each a son of the morning, a son of God, a morning star. So when he says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I think both he wants to be higher than the, the actual stars that we can see at night and also higher than all of the angels. I think Lucifer wants to be the highest angel, which is funny because Lucifer doesn't know anything. Uh, so I'm going to roll back to a funny story. And now I'll do it later. Um, God, I really want to do this. I want to go back to Genesis 3, but I won't. Okay, so um, if I have time at the end, I'll tell you something fucking hilarious. So Lucifer wants to be higher than them. Now he said, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Now, Lucifer, I think he made up that word mount. I don't think there's a mount in there, a mount. I think he just wants to be in a higher place. So he just said he would be on the mount of the congregation just because he wanted to lie to the angels and the spirits and maybe even to men in the earth that are born of a woman saying he'll sit higher than everyone else. Like, and they're like, how high? Well, like up on a mountain. Like he probably couldn't think of anything. And then maybe someone told him like, well, if you sit on a mountain, that's higher than down in the valley. And for him, that might be, you know, a lie that he told. Now here it says in the sides of the north. Now that's important because in heaven and in the universe, there is a, an area called the north. So, and when we think of the universe, there's north, east, south, and west. There's also up and down. So heaven, where God sits, is the northernmost part of heaven. And behind God, there's nothing. Where there, there's no, This is what I mean. There's no spirits. There's no angels. There's no one behind him. Everyone is in front of him. So they're to the south, which isn't bad. South isn't lower or worse. Just think of it like this. God can see them all at all times. And they can see God. All right? So it's, it's good. This makes sense. Well, God's in the north. What if one day God wanted to put his throne in the south? It's not lower or higher or worse or better. God can do anything at any time that he chooses. But God's in the north, so Lucifer wants to sit in the north. Now, for some reason, he wants to sit in the sides. And I think it's because he wants to do something different for no reason. You'll notice this if you've known a lot of wicked men. They want to do things that are different for no reason. So God's in the north. Well, Lucifer might just think to put a throne in, like to the left or to the right, slightly, in the place where God sits. It's like a room. You might call it a room. God calls it a place. There's like no doorway or anything, but there's a big entryway where God is. And uh, so Lucifer might think to do something different, just to claim to be different because he's wicked. Lucifer's just weird like that. This confuses men and women until they have a lot of experience with wicked men. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. They just want to change anything. They want to control something. And they seem to think if they do something different that they're now controlling something, you know? It's kind of like um, a wicked man, you know, any of us might eat off of a plate, but then a wicked man might decide to eat off a plate that's up on a box. And they might say, well, I eat is higher than all of you. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're eating on a table. Wicked men just don't think clearly. So Lucifer said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I mean, now he's just listing things that are higher, as far as I know. And it's probably because God has been seen on a cloud before. 
And so God's high up and Lucifer might just think to be higher. Now, when I talk to the angels at times, I, I go up really high in the air where they can see me all because then it's I'm visible or I go down really low so they can look down at me. I just want to be seen. When God does this, he does it for an important reason that's far higher and far greater than I know. But God's been seen, you know, like in the clouds or on a cloud. So Lucifer says he'll be, he'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. He just wants to claim to be higher than God. Lucifer doesn't even know what this means. And then he said, I will be like the most high. God is the most high. So what does God say? Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now this is, I think, a very clear and easily understood line. What will actually happen? Lucifer shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now it's a pit and it has sides. It's actually round. The pit of hell is round. It's not square. So, you know, which side? It's just, there's sides all around. It just It's a clear word. Think of a, a round pit. And he can't dig his way out of it. Then we're back to men and women that see him in hell. So if Lucifer is burning in hell, what will they see? What will Lucifer see? They that see thee, who? Lucifer, shall narrowly look upon thee. So maybe they'll squint their eyes like an old Western movie and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners. So now we're getting into some clear rebuke that I think increases as we read those those uh, four lines, maybe five lines. And let's go with four lines because there's five lines. And it's important to know that because so far we've heard a lot of jokes. They might say, is this the man? They might look at Lucifer and remember what they heard. See, Lucifer's a liar and he wants to deceive you. They might have heard that Lucifer made the earth a tremble. He never did. Lucifer never shook kingdoms, as far as I know. You might think maybe he tried to shake things up or something, okay? But maybe he told a lot of lies and maybe that's what it means. Maybe he wanted the whole earth to fear him. Now we're getting into some rebuke that made the world as a wilderness. See, when there's very few men and women that love God, Either everyone that's wicked and evil will die, or it might as well be like a wilderness, as if no one's there. There's only a few righteous men and women there. How, did, how would Lucifer do this? Well, with war, he hopes to have carnage and throughout the whole earth. So this might be a prophecy for the future before the day of the Lord, slightly, almost nothing. Then, in about 6,106 years, then he might really try to make carnage in the earth and destroy the cities thereof and make the world as a wilderness with carnage and destruction. So it's barren. And then the last line is that opened not the house of his prisoners. So Lucifer might have said that all the spirits in heaven are prisoners. They're free at all times to do almost anything. I mean, you can do almost anything in heaven. I mean, there's a few limitations. Like, as far as I know, there's no, like, Ferraris to drive around. But I'll tell you right now, if somebody wanted to drive a Ferrari in heaven, God can make it so, like that. He's done it. In fact, um, I know a spirit in heaven. I think she drove a Ferrari once and a Lamborghini once. And I'm not fucking kidding you. I mean, heaven's fucking amazing. And, I mean, what I mean is it's a perfect place God made and God's fucking amazing. I mean, anything's possible. With God, all things are possible. 
And so I know of one spirit that was that's been in heaven and in heaven. She was in heaven and she fucking race carded around in a fucking Ferrari once. And I think the other time it was in a Lamborghini. And maybe even once in that car that was in the Back to the Future movie. The DeLorean. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, you can do all kinds of cool shit in heaven. Lucifer might have said they're all prisoners. He might have told the angels that they're prisoners. I doubt they would have believed that. But... But a lot of the spirits might have believed it. I mean, a lot of men and women are simple. And they, they're like, I don't... I never thought about what it's like to be a prisoner. Were prisoners? Is bad? They might have been deceived. They might have been confused. They're simple. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory. Everyone in his own house. So he's talking about the grave. God's Maybe Lucifer and God call a grave a house. I don't know. And they'll say that to Lucifer that Lucifer's cast out of his grave, like an abominable branch. An abominable branch, just, it means wicked. That's what the evil angels think. And so it just makes sense. We might want to be a righteous branch. But um, there's another thing. Lucifer might try to take prisoners in the earth in Babylon and not loose them. And then I, the Messiah, might have to go get them and bring them back to Israel. So there's more. God describes a bunch of things here about, um, about these things I'm talking about in 19 and 20. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword, they go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under feet. God's still speaking to Lucifer. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial. Remember, Lucifer gets no grave. Because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. So when we think about someone who dies, even if they're thrust through with a sword, what's the raiment of those that are slain? armor, clothing. After their body rots, their clothes might still be there for a short while, even if it's mostly rotten and has holes in it from worms and things like that. And uh, there might be their bones in there. In fact, a warrior might be buried with his sword. But I don't think Lucifer's going to have uh, those things in the grave. Just his pomp. Perhaps Lucifer did things, or thought to do things, with his pomp and with his vials that were very bad. God says, prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. Who said this? I think it was Lucifer. I think Lucifer said, prepare slaughter for God's children for the iniquity of God. Lucifer might have accused God of iniquity. Iniquity is like sin, you know? I mean, it is sin, but all the iniquity that I know of, it's things that make us sickened to our stomach before we do it. Even if we think to do it, we might be sickened badly. That's what I think of iniquity. And Lucifer accused God of doing things that are so bad they're sickening. That's what I think. Lucifer wants to do it to prepare, to tell men and women in the earth, to tell angels in heaven to prepare slaughter for God's children that they do not rise 
Lucifer wants to cut their heads off. Because Lucifer thinks God can't raise him from the dead if a man cuts off another man's head. That they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. Lucifer doesn't want there to be any Christians in the whole earth. Lucifer doesn't want there to be anyone who knows the word of God in the whole earth, neither in heaven, neither in the heavens. Not one angel, not one spirit, none of us in the earth. He wants us all to die that love the word of God and that love God. You might say you like the word of God. I like the word of God and I love every word of God. I love hearing, the. this is what I mean. I love the written word of God, the spoken word of God and the living word of God. Now God spoke about the, uh, the these that might try to kill us all. We might say like evil armies or evil men, like evil soldiers or something. God spoke about them. He said, he's still speaking to Lucifer, for I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord. So Lucifer wants all the righteous to die. All of us, us who have so much faith that we're willing to die for the word of God. All of us who have so much faith, we're willing to be beheaded for the witness of Jesus. All of us that will refuse to worship the beast, his image, or take the mark of the beast. Lucifer wants us to die. What will God do? God will rise up against them that hope to kill us. And who said it? Saith the Lord of hosts. And God will cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord. Wicked men. He's not going to do this to righteous men. He's speaking about the evil soldiers, you might call them, who hope to kill us all. See, a lot of you might think that God is going to kill all the children. That's not true. Why would God kill you if you're righteous and if you've never sinned? Think about it. God doesn't do evil things. Everything God does is very good. When we say evil, your understanding is different than mine. And one day I might teach what that means. But um, if you say it's evil to kill a wicked man, then God might do evil like that. That's the kind of evil God might do, I think. But, well, that's enough for today. I'm not going to explain that anymore. So God's still speaking to Lucifer. So in Isaiah 14, God is speaking to Lucifer over and over again. The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. Now, Lucifer thought things that won't come to pass. So now we have contrast. And evil and wicked men seem to have trouble understanding contrast. The Lord of hosts hath sworn. Well, so was the devil. Who told the truth? The Lord. Not the devil. Who thought? Lucifer and the devil. Yet what will come to pass? What God said. Lucifer might have thought to purpose, to purpose something. He might have said he purposed it. Angels do misspeak sometimes. Sometimes they say things like I just said. Like this. Lucifer might have thought to purposed it. God said, and as I have purposed it, so shall it stand. What will stand? Not what Lucifer said, but what God said. God said that I will break the Assyrian in my land. Many of you might not understand this. Lucifer makes a bunch of promises about the future. They won't come to pass. What will, what will come to pass? What God said. When we say it will come to pass, that means it will happen. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much what it means. There's more to it than that, but that's kind of a thing you can think right now. Now, you might think, um, what is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth? Lucifer's plans? God's plans? I mean, what is this purpose? And how is it purposed? And 
what is it? Let me read it to you. That I will break the Assyrian in my land and upon my mountains and tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. Who? God's children that love him. God loves his children. He's a perfect father. And God will do things that are good and right. That's all he ever does. Good things, right things, always and forever. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed. And who shall disannul it? No one. Now, when we say disannul, Lucifer has deceived many of the spirits in heaven to make a covenant with death and an agreement with hell. Their covenant with death shall not stand, and their agreement with hell shall be disannulled. If I remember correctly. The Lord will disannul things. Lucifer won. We're talking about the Lord still, the Lord of hosts. And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? Lucifer might think to stretch out Lucifer's hand. But Lucifer knows his arm is no longer than the arm of most men. Lucifer is of common height among the angels, I guess, maybe slightly taller. He's about two inches taller than me, almost. His arms aren't much longer than mine. But God, when he stretches out his mighty hand, might do amazing things that none of us have ever seen. And none shall turn God's hand back. And there's more. Some of these are prophecies about the far distant future. Let me read to you five verses. Consider what might happen in 6,106 years. 6,107 years. Think of the far distant future. In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Rejoice not thou the whole Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. And the firstborn of the poor shall feed, and the needy shall lie down in safety. And I will kill thy root with famine, and he shall slay thy remnant. Howl, O gate, cry, O city, thou whole Palestinia art dissolved. For there, for there shall come forth from the north a smoke, and none shall be alone in his appointed times. What shall one then answer the messengers of the nation that the Lord hath founded Zion and the poor of his people shall trust in it? Many of us who heard these words might not have understood what they mean, but we know these words have power. God has power and the wicked evil men are fear. That's the book of Isaiah chapter 14 as spoken by Dale Travis Maynard, the Messiah, a man who very soon will be called Messiah the Prince.